Welcome to Sit With Me. I am your host, Tori Christina, and you know here what we talk about is mental health. And not just mental health, but mental health awareness, mental health acceptance, and just coming to a place where we realize that there are more people than you really think living around you that are dealing with their mental health, y'all. So as for me and myself, I have been diagnosed with PMDD, and I was diagnosed with that when I was in my 20s, which that stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So during that time of the month, guys, I have like a two-week span. So imagine this, like half of the month I'm regular and then the other half I'm off, okay? (laughs) So that's pretty much how it runs. It's so funny because I have a friend and she has it too and we were talking about it and I said something like, you know, normal people. And she was like, did you just say normal people? I was like, yeah, because you know, this stuff ain't normal. It's not, it's not normal, but it's something that you learn to live with, you learn to manage. And that's why we're here today is to talk to individuals that have dealt with their mental health and um, are quite frankly managing it because some of those things don't go away. I know, like I said, I was diagnosed in my 20s and it was, I have been very prayerful about um, the Lord removing it from me, but it's like my thorn in my flesh. So that's how this was birthed, you know? So I'm like, Lord, you gave me this for something. And so I'm definitely using it. So my guest today is Miss Alexis Hunter. Hello. Hello there. (laughs) Now, this is funny because I just like pre-brief Alexis to find out. I'm like, okay, is mental health something you've always dealt with? And I didn't think so, but she told me no, right? Okay. So she had an onset of it that just came out the blue. So we are going to hear her story today. And guys, as you're listening, you know, think about Like I said, it's not just awareness, but it's acceptance as well. So think about those people that are around you. Some people that you know that, you know, we we always be like so-and-so crazy. (laughs) You know her elevator (laughs) don't always go to the top. Skipping something. Yeah, but people are really having complications. Yep. <laughs> like these are real things that people deal with. And we as a society, we have to become more aware and also accepting and more compassionate about how we deal with people whose minds just operate a little bit differently than the rest of us. So Alexis, tell us about your experience. Like how did, what happened? How did it start? Well, um, so a lot of it kind of came crashing down in the middle of COVID. Uh-huh. You know, we were shut down for a period of time. Okay. I'm working from home. I'm fine working from home. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm fine. Uh-huh. Until they said it's time to go back to work. And I don't know why. But it was just like the floodgates opened mm-hmm. for me. And so dealing with, um, I have a teenage daughter. I have, at the time, Caleb was six, uh, my son. Um, dealing with that, I had issues of loss, a lot of loss. Okay. And not dealing with it. <clears throat> Grief is something that um, 
I think a lot of people overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about like lost during the time that you was home? No. Okay. This is this before. is over a period of time. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll back up. Twenty fourteen. I'm pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, in June, I get a call at night. I had already talked to my sister earlier that day. Mm-hmm. I get a call that night that my sister has passed away. Oh. Suddenly. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I went through, you know, a period of um, not eating. I said I'm pregnant. Oh, gosh. So I didn't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, two months before that, uh, my son's father just up and disappeared. Just out the blue. We had a conversation. Uh-huh. I asked, and it was a simple question. It was, you know, if I wasn't pregnant, do you think we would be together type? Just to blew up, cussed me out, and I didn't hear from him. So has he reappeared? Uh, Caleb, he met Caleb when Caleb was one. Uh-huh. And did not reappear until the middle of the pandemic. Really? Oh, my gosh. So, so yeah. I'm just carrying all this stuff uh-huh. and not really dealing with those feelings mm-hmm. or even addressing those feelings. Um, I even went to my sister's funeral, which was in Texas, and um, came back, had to take care of my stepdad because my mom was still there in Texas. Um, my stepdad had cancer. We found that out while I was pregnant. Mm. Um, it was stage four. And Caleb was born September, March. My stepdad passed away. Oh, gosh. So I was like, okay. Um you're okay, uh, but you have to be strong for your mom. Right. You have to be strong for your kids. Um, you got to hold it together. And this is your self-talk. This is my self-talk. Mm-hmm. I did not allow myself to process any of those feelings, and I just kind of tucked it away. Mm-hmm. So, um, continuing to go on, you know, just, I, I had I had written down in the middle of covid Everything that I had lost that I never addressed. So um, I don't know if you remember the aftercare that my mom had. Mm -hmm. That closing, having to get a job, um, becoming pregnant again. I didn't want to be pregnant again with a child, raise a child, another child by myself. Mm -hmm. I I had communicated that. So so then a loss of um, a relationship loss of my sister, loss of my dad, and loss of an uncle. In a, like, it was just loss after loss after loss. Um, a friend of mine died. Um, my son was one. I think my stepdad passed in March. She passed away in May. So it was just like I, I couldn't get a break, but then I couldn't allow myself to feel anything because... You're trying to hold it out for everybody mm-hmm. else. And I didn't know if I... If I break or if I feel what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just tuck stuff away. And so you, would you say like you were almost like afraid to to feel? I was. Because hmm. I, I felt like if, if I did, 
um, it would get to a place where I couldn't come back. So are you typically a person that has it all together? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm the strong one. Yeah. You know, even with my mom's children, I have an older brother who's mm-hmm. 12 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Then it was my sister. Then it was me. I'm the baby. You're the baby, but you have it all together. But I have it all together. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had to take care of my mom because uh, she was my, my dad's caregiver. She wasn't working. Um, I had initially moved. The plan was I was going to move with my mom and my stepdad, help her with him while he goes to dialysis and all of this, mm-hmm. while I save money. That didn't happen. He passed away. In- her income drastically dropped. And I'm like, okay, what? Uh, Figure this out. We gotta. I gotta make a plan. I, I like. I didn't have time to really figure anything out. It was like make it happen. Yeah. And so I, um, I said, okay, I'll, I'll work. And if you watch Caleb, whatever I give the daycare, I'll pay you. And daycare is not cheap. It's not. It's you not. might some some of these jobs that you work to pay daycare, you might as well stay home. Right. Yeah. And at that time, my income, um, because my position at the health department was eliminated. At the same time? Are you serious? I was like, God, why? See, that thorn. That's what I'm talking about. Like, God be <laughs> you be like, now what lesson do I need to learn? Because I need I to learn it yeah. and not have to take this test again. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> why? So I ended up um interviewing for another position with the health department and I got the job, but it was less money. We're talking about like Twenty seven thousand a year. Oh, with two yeah. children. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm like, okay, mom, we we can figure this out. We mm-hmm. we're a team. We're a unit. I got you. You know, I told dad I would I would make sure that you were okay. You know what? I just want to say that's incredibly sweet. Um, not just sweet, but admirable for you to step up and take care of your mother that way, because that's a big job. And like, yeah, dealing with mom again, like yeah. on that. <laughs> but you know what? So like, even with the aftercare, though, being okay. So my brother worked there too, uh-huh. but I was the one that she trusted with everything. Yeah. So we we've always been good. Yeah. Like, even now, like, we've purchased a home together. Mm-hmm. See, that's like. And we. we are good. We're good. That's great. She has her suite downstairs. I got mine upstairs. And awesome. then, you know, the kids are there. So, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people that's not the case. Like. Yeah. Their mom's just like, uh, no. Live with her. No. Yeah. I, I, my mom is, is my, my stepfather passed away a couple of years ago. So she's still in Palaka and we're trying to figure out what's that going to look like. And most likely I'm thinking like, it'll most likely be with me. I have two older brothers and sisters and, um, but they live in Augusta and, um, but me, me and my mom kind of, 
I don't know. I'm not really grew up together because she was but actually a grown-up mom. Mm-hmm. But you know how yeah. it is when it's just yeah. you and your mom and your older brother and sister yes. are gone. It's like we we do have um, a certain bond that, that really works. Um, so, yeah. Yep. I but that's a big it. step. It is. It is. And, um, you know, just kind of making that work and figuring it out together, Mm -hmm. I still did not allow myself to grieve Mm -hmm. or feel. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times where I would have feelings of sadness, but I thought, you know, I'm just sad and Mm -hmm. let it go. Um, Alexis, get over it. Still a lot of Mm self-talk. You know, raised in the church um, since I was six. And so, you know, really you just hear pray about it. Right. Pray about it. Yeah. Pray about it. And I'm like, I'm praying, but. Right. That's why we don't here today. Going away. I, I know I was told to pray about it. I was like, no, y'all understand. Right. Like, I'm going to have to take these good meds. <laughs> and um, we going to use prayer as well because it does mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Prayer does work. But there, there's a certain level of like, I always tell people like when you. You can't see, you put on glasses. Correct. So let's not try to manipulate, mm-hmm. you know, how we use science and right, our right, natural right. things that God has gifted us naturally. Because he's also given us common sense. Yes, and it helps. Yeah. So we want to do that too. Yeah. But I totally get where you're coming from. And, um, and the crazy thing is, I noticed that my daughter was struggling. And so I reached out and got a therapist for her for her but not for yourself really i so i tend to fall into the trap of putting everybody before me mm-hmm. being a single mom it's like okay i got to take be care of it yeah but you're only as strong as i guess really the foundation and Sometimes on those cracks, uh, if you don't address the cracks, just get bigger. It get it gets bigger mm-hmm. and more rocky. Um, I even got a dog, Tori. <laughs> so Another what was pandemic. the dog for? The, you got the I, dog during the pandemic? Yeah, it was okay. for, supposedly for the kids. Okay. Oh no! When I when I was sitting at home and crying. Every day. I, I couldn't stop crying. Really? Then it's, okay, guys, you guys are coming. We're bringing you back into work. Um, I think at the time it was like 50% of the time. So wait, were you doing, were you having the crying episodes before you were going back to work? Or uh, when, they, you, when they said that. You have to go back to work. Okay. Okay. And I, I, my job is, listen, the the money is great. I am no longer at the 27000 a year. Mm-hmm. But I got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to deal with people. I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a very, very, very small circle. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I'm I'm introverted with strangers, but when it's 
people that I'm comfortable with right. that I can be myself and let loose. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I'm, I'm nope, so, I'm like a clam. So them wanting you to go back to work, that just triggered something? It, it triggered, um, well, I did reach out to, to my therapist and it, it was depression. I was like falling deep into depression. And when I, when I spoke to the therapist who I had for my daughter, mm-hmm. um, because we did some sessions um, together, my daughter and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was familiar with her and I trusted her. I was comfortable to be able to open up mm-hmm. because normally I don't. I don't talk about how I'm feeling. I don't. Um, it's just that, that. And I think that's another thing. Um, the I don't even want to say just in our community. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, you don't you don't talk about how you're really feeling because you don't know what people are going to do with that information. Right. You know, um, are you going to judge you can't, me? Yeah, you no, gonna... you can't. You really, you well, I mean, it's so, it's so bad because it's like two sides because you really can't trust everybody right. with your information, right. you know, right. your deepest, darkest secrets or those places where you're most vulnerable because you don't know what, what they're going to do with mm-hmm. it like they might get mad and yeah and business, then you don't right? you don't want to be judged you're right. already in a sensitive place right. so you don't want to be judged right. and that's why we're here with sit with me we want to make sure that you know we're having these conversations because yep. i'm t- when i tell you everybody's going <laughs> through it people going through it they're not going to tell you that they're going through, that they're, going through. they're not going to say it but we as a as the human race, yeah. just thinking, and especially as believers, right. you know, if we were more compassionate about each other and how we feel, like, come on, that's what we're supposed to that's be what we're doing, supposed right? To do. <laughs> so, so I don't get it. So but. you fall in, so you find yourself in depression, and what triggered it to come out was being sent back to work. Because now sent back to work. But what did a therapist say? Like what? Um, she's wanted me to go backwards and start addressing um, like my sister. And I'll say her name because for for seven years, I could never speak her name. Really? Mm. So Paula, in my mind, still lived in Texas. And... That's where she was. My stepdad, he was still at the um, rehab facility because um, they, the hospital, the cancer had gotten into his bones, mm-hmm. and so um, he was in the hospital for, I believe, dialysis, and um, they were moving him from the hospital bed to, I guess, the bed that you transport, and because his bones were so fragile, they did not land him correctly and his hip broke and so he had a hip replacement i don't know why they decided to do the hip replacement being that right the cancer was already in his bones but i I mean i guess i get it he was in pain yeah um so the last place that i saw him alive was at the rehab facility i was driving down to deerfield every weekend from north palm beach to help Mm. my mom Mm mm-hmm um, so I didn't allow myself to process that he's gone. Um, so, so wait a minute. So you're <laughs> saying that in your mind. Up until you, this point. Up until 
everything came crashing down. Came crashing down. Even though they had transitioned, mm-hmm. they had already passed away. In your mind, you still had them at the last known place that you had them. Really? I couldn't deal with the loss. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I would avoid. Um, now, of course, I lived in the home um, that my mom and my, my dad had. But he wasn't there when I moved there. So it wasn't a difficult place for me to be. Um, my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going over there anymore. And that's where I used to go every And she passed away in the house. So I was like, oh, if I don't go there, mm-hmm. then I don't, then it's not real. real. Yeah. So I just, I just, that's just like how powerful the mind is right? that you could really develop that roadblock where you're really not living in mm-hmm. your reality. Right. And I wasn't. I really wasn't. I, um, and I think that was just my therapist was saying that's how I protect myself. Mm. But she said I was doing more damage. You know what? That that's really interesting because a lot of mental health issues are birthed out of fear. Yep. And um, I just I know somebody that's like that through childhood trauma, mm-hmm. they had built up this defense mechanism, but it is out of fear. We, yeah. we build up these things, but they actually end up hurting us. And you think that you're protecting yourself. That's so right. you don't have to, but you're not dealing <clears throat> with reality. Right. And I think the habit of doing that mm-hmm. did come from childhood. Hmm. My biological dad, um, I, I don't have a memory of my mom and my biological dad being married. Mm-hmm. They were until I was four. Mm-hmm. I have no memory of that, of mm-hmm. him even being in the same home. So blocked out. Blocked out. Mm-hmm. But I do recall he was with um, his girlfriend. Hmm. And she did not want me around her children. And so I didn't get picked up on the weekend. And so I to I spent many, many years doing things to prove that I was good enough. I get that. And so it was like, okay, um, I can't be weak here because then that mean I'm not good enough. Now, my dad has since apologized. Right. But that little girl yeah. is still there and she's like, nope. I can't feel, I can't be weak, I can't, you know, I have to be good enough. Right. So that, I think that pattern started young. Yeah, so then, and and that's that's about the whole, it's, it's amazing how everything is connected like that. Now you're able, in hindsight, to see, okay, I started that way back when, mm-hmm. and even on a spiritual side, I know that especially childhood trauma, when it comes to the spirit of rejection, it's always prevalent because Mm -hmm. you never want to feel that again. Yep. Yep. So it's rejection. I don't want to feel, I didn't want to feel vulnerable. I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. It's still a struggle. Yeah. (laughs) But vulnerable. 
Yeah, when we shine a light on it, when we shine a light on those things that are are meant to put us in a dark place, mm-hmm. like we we do get better. Yeah. And that's that's the way out of some of those those mental issues mm-hmm. is shining a light on the issue. Right. Then that way you can deal with the reality of the issue. Because like you said, you're not when we go into these defense mechanisms that our mind just naturally we want to say naturally makes up but you know however it comes about <laughs> like it's damaging it's to damaging. you it's it's not there to help you grow it's nope. actually there to make you stagnant yep. because i know like i spent um some time with depression as well and in, in, in those moments you're really stuck yeah you're not progressing Mm-mm. even if you're doing things you're not you're not making strides you're just doing stuff so you may or may not know (laughs) and I know I you know um on the power to be I mentioned you know the different things that I do Uh uh-huh I work a full-time job I have the kids um I was um my pastor's administrative assistant, the worship leader, the um, still helping. Well, my mom is now working, but still, you know, managing the household, um, responsible for the media production at church, sewing. <laughs> I wrote a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> then the pandemic came. I'm, I'm still busy. I've made it's busy, busy, busy. <laughs> and I think because, you know, I'm like, if I stay busy, you stay busy, I you don't, don't have, have to, to deal, deal with, with it. it. Yes. And when the busyness stopped, you had to deal with it. Yes. When it got quiet, I had to deal with it. And, you know, you, you I kind of shied away from Facebook um, for a little bit because you're scrolling and all you see is death every day. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, I got bad at one point during it. Yeah. This is like, and I think a part of that started triggering a little mm-hmm. bit, but because, you know, I'm like, okay, I could still be busy. At home, working from home, I could cook, clean, do laundry. Um, so you're taking care of the work. household stuff and I'm working. I'm busy, though. Mm-hmm. You want to send me back to the office? I don't socialize it. People come to my desk. So mm-hmm. I, I I had been the person who everybody would offload. That's your, but that's your, that's, I want to say that's your personality, but that's the personality you've given people. I know. That you can handle it. I, and I, I've heard, oh, I don't know how you're so strong. Me? Look. <laughs> I don't think that it was strong. I don't think it was strength. I think it was survival. Yeah. I think I went into survival, survival mode, mode because I had people dependent on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's all that I was doing. I wasn't living. I was surviving. Mm-hmm. So I, I took the step to get help because mm-hmm. I, I realized, okay, um, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I would make it through the day. 
Mm-hmm. Get in the car and boohoo cry. Really? Oh, yeah. I pull it together to pick my son up from aftercare. Yeah. What were your feelings like when you were crying? Like, what was the emotion behind it? It was like, just complete sadness. Like, I felt defeated. I felt... Um, I, it was just sadness. Like, I, I really can't even explain. Um, There's a song that occasionally would come on, and then I stopped turning stopped time. <laughs> Turning the radio on, um, it was on um, XM, but it was called Why Not Me. Um, the the beginning of the verse is, um, when I look in the mirror, I see a girl beautifully broken, perfectly flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how I made it this far. And I'm asking myself, why? Why did I do it? Um, why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, why did this happen to me? <laughs> I told him I told on one of the shows, like, I'm, I was in that place and somebody <laughs> sent me the song and I was like, I don't know if this song was supposed to encourage me, but I almost jumped off a cliff. Like, like come on. <laughs> Certain songs you don't why? need to listen to during those moments, but it's... But it it really is. It's just amazing how um, God has graced us to be able to go through certain things yeah. because some of the things that you have experienced, somebody else wouldn't have made it through it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like for you to press forward through getting in a car, bawling every day. This went on for about a month. Really. And so even, did you I tell your tell, mom right away or I didn't tell her right away uh-huh because so my mom um when it comes to my mom is now she works as the chaplain for PBSO mm-hmm. and all of those you know she'd come home and tell me about her day and at one point I said please don't share nothing else about your day really Cause I couldn't take it, take it, mm-hmm. and um, I know that, of course, I'm I'm that person that, you know. Let me just tell Alexis, and but I I tend to internalize sometimes, right? And um, but I just I was like I I, I can't, mm-hmm. and then I didn't want to tell her what I was dealing with because I didn't want that to be a burden for her, right? Um. And that's how I think I but did for a lot of people. Holding I'm still it holding in. it in. Yeah. Nobody really knew how I was feeling until I said I need help. So I, I held and it together. Who did you say that to? I said it to me. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> um, I'm stubborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm stubborn. Uh-huh. And it was, Alexis, you, you need help. Mm-hmm. You need help. Like this is this is not normal, right? This isn't like it, it's <laughs> it's a real no. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's a real thing yeah. to get to that point mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was diagnosed in when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I'm just now talking about it. Wow. Like my, I said something to my niece about it one day, and she was like. 
because she deals with some things and mm-hmm. she's like well you never said anything are you embarrassed about it and wow. I had to think about it I was like yeah I am <laughs> yeah. you know like at that point I was really like why me why me you know I could be perfect God if you didn't give me this thing that throws me off where I am just not my perfect self. So, oh. What what we define <laughs> as perfect because look. It, clearly I'm not perfect. <laughs> but um but I think it was, you know, like you said, just coming to myself and being like, okay, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And and I've been treated for it since my twenties. Okay. And I still was in denial. Really? Yeah. So we can I guess that's what it is. It's just that state of denial. Like, and mm-hmm. I watched a movie. It's like, I think it's called Silver Lining something. It's on Netflix. You got to watch it. It's now so funny. It. The guy is bipolar, right? Mm-hmm. But in his mind, at some point, he thinks like, he 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 knows he's bipolar, but he thinks he's a better bipolar. Like, he's not as bipolar as the bipolar people. And so... I, I, you I understand? Can you can I get can that, that, right? Like, and so sometimes in our mind, that's why the Bible say don't think more highly of yourself yeah. than you ought to think. <laughs> because you got to deal with the reality of mm-hmm. yourself. Like, if you need help, you need help. Yep. If you're not okay, you're not okay. Yep. Because, you know, in the past, I would hear people talk about depression. Yeah. And I'm like, Mm-mm. not me. I don't need... Like, I don't need medicine for it. I just, I ain't that depressed. I mean, I, no, I, this must just be, I feel sad. Right. But there's a difference between I'm sad and I'm <laughs> depressed. <laughs> depressed have you like, how, does I, I, depressed, I, how do you describe depression? It's like a heaviness. Like, it's like, carrying this weight that could be let's say a ton mm-hmm. and it's just sitting on your chest mm. it's hard to breathe it's um it's just a weight and you're not you don't uh think clearly mm-hmm. um and it's just heavy heavy mm-hmm um, but I I would trick myself to, you know, in the past, oh yeah, I'm good. No, I'm fine. Until I couldn't. Um and and my therapist told me to empty all those compartments because You yeah, can't hold it no more. I couldn't hold it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hold it. Um just different things that I had gone through in life. Um Nope, I'm gonna tuck this away because this doesn't serve me right now. Mm. This isn't serving me. That's not serving me. Nope. Can't nope, do not it. that either. Mm-hmm. Until you no, know, girl, in order to get to where you need to be, mm-hmm. you have to address this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't face it, you can't even you can't even say that you went through it. Um, people like to get over things. Right. I tried to get over instead of go through. Right. And so in jumping over, it was still there. It wasn't addressed. It wasn't. It didn't touch you. Mm -mm. Hmm. 
And I, I thought that's how I was supposed to. You know, like, I thought that's how you got over stuff. I thought <laughs> you that's got over it. You don't talk about it. You don't, don't deal, deal with it. it. You just live. Yeah. But I wasn't living. Yeah. So another funny thing is, is, is it really funny? Can I laugh about it? I, I be laughing about my stuff because... <laughs> Ain't nothing else I can do. (laughs) You better laugh. I better, right? (laughs) So my friends joke um, with me because I already said I don't like being vulnerable and I don't like rejection. Sorry, I made myself so unavailable. Date. Date for what? I'm good. I don't. My son is seven. Mm-hmm. His dad was the last relationship. Wow. I tried to date, and then I'm like, "Yeah, this is uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. And I think now, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me let me dip my foot, my <laughs> <You> toe. <love> <laughs> Back in there. there. Let's see about it. Let me see if this is, I could do this. But that was another thing that therapist challenged me on. She was like, Alexis, she said you should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She said, How do you see yourself? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was like, I mean, I'm cute. (laughs) But I mean, I ain't. Like, I used to look, but I'm still, I'm cute. She was like, Alexis. What is that? What do you see? Like, do you yeah. like what you, I was like, I mean, I'm a good person. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was struggling. Oh. I was struggling big time. She was like. That's how detached you were from oh, your yeah. emotions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, if I go on a date, everybody's like. You? You? <laughs> you let somebody take you out? Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I So how it. is that? How is that now? Um, Do you feel like you're a healthier version of yourself now? I think so. Okay. I still battle. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll I'll start dating and then I'm like, yeah, no, I let me I need a Need some more time. Need some more time. I mean, I'm not ready. <laughs> you reverse. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't, I didn't really mean it. Don't call me. Don't, don't call, call me. No. Oh, I blocked the number. Oh, you bad. Oh. And they don't know why. You know you You're shouldn't right. do that. Do they know why? No. I I think you should. Um, because people don't know why. Well, so I think. I'm getting to the place now where I'm a bit too vocal. So So you got to pull it back. I got to pull it back. And I try to say things. um, I guess the worst thing is to text me something crazy. Because then if I can't talk right now, I still want to respond. So then I'll text. And it's just like, has that worked for you before? What? What are... What? Really? Yeah, but I think that's just 
Then again, I don't know if the dating pool is right. right yeah, tempted. <laughs> I think I, it's just a lot of strange things out there. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But I, let's talk about because what I'd like to wrap the show up with is how did you manage it? Because we know that our listeners may have a friend that's dealing with it or they're dealing with it themselves. What I want people to be able to do is either see themselves or somebody else in these conversations so that, you know, you can say, now she is not making 27 no more. She's doing very well for herself. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Won't he do it? Won't he? Won't he will? Yes, he will. And so she's doing well and she, she's, uh, performing at her job and she's a, a active productive member of society but she had this moment in her life that was really real and I just want to know what did you do to get that under control um so I didn't get to the place of needing medication um but I did verbally say I need Help. help. Okay. I have to get help. I said it to myself first um, because depending on your mentality, people can tell you, oh, you need to get some help. You may or may not receive that well. Right. Um, but I knew I needed to say it to myself. Mm-hmm. And I did. I think that um, therapy is something that is very much needed. Of course, finding the right therapist. Yes. Is important. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. So I had this therapist, right? And my husband, we actually, I have found him. You know, my husband got me this therapist. Mm -hmm. Great therapist. Right. Awesome. And I've been through therapy before, you know, but this one was like really awesome. Okay. Why the man, the phone number disconnected. I didn't email them. I cannot get a hold of my therapist, man. Like, come on. And he's so good. Let me tell you. Where is he located? Orlando. About to say roll up, but I I know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna take a trip up there because I'm gonna appreciate that. Because he was helping me. Wait, number disconnected. Now he he gone. I don't know if he had an issue. Like he had to go because sometimes you know, they, the helper need, need to get help. Mm-hmm. My therapist. Um. So in the in the midst of her helping me, her dad passed away. Really? So and did I she clock like, out for a little bit? She didn't. No. Oh. Oh. I'm so thankful that she didn't. Yeah. And well, she so she got married. No, dad passed, and then she got married as well in the midst of that. And then um, she did take time off, but she said, you call me if you need me. Hmm. She said, I, I know I'm I'm not even supposed to be working, but you call me because I want to know how you're doing. Yeah, that's great. And I was like, okay. See? But I still didn't want to burden her. I'm right. Like, you're supposed Look. to be. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you ain't, ain't learned. You ain't learned the lesson. That's okay. You go, I'm learning. Uh, please, please I'm learning. do, because I'm telling you, you're gonna have to keep repeating right. the assignments the same, and it be like the terrible. Test. The same test. But I, I even reached out to um, you know, my pastor and 
being that I've been his administrative assistant now almost eight years, um, that's actually a short amount of time compared to the church I grew up in. Mm. Um, I lived in Kansas. Um, I have never been close to my pastor to see him like a father figure Mm -hmm. or to be treated as if I was a daughter. daughter. Mm -hmm. And that was lacking for me, especially when my stepdad passed away because he and I were close. Mm -hmm. Um, My biological dad and I are still trying to kind of figure that out, but there's some damage there. Right. And so you still want to feel as a, as a woman like somebody's child, someone's daughter. Right. And when I reached out and told my pastor what was going on, he said, Alexis, I don't want you to ever think that. Because I didn't want to burden him either. Now, he's the pastor, the shepherd. That you do. (laughs) What for? Everything. 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 No, y'all. When I say she do everything for him. When it comes to that, his <sighs> ministry, church. his line of work, and what she she ver- manages him very well. That's my, that's so, my and then, but then you know, you know what is so goal. funny is probably like members that don't even like <laughs> they halfway members. They probably be calling his phone like pastor. It's twelve midnight. Yeah. Pray for me. <laughs> but or you, like, you right by his side won't even don't even want to bother him. Like Girl. he got too much on his plate. He said. Don't you ever think that I don't have time for you. Don't ever think that. And if you need to talk, I'm here. Mm. I cried even more. I'm like, oh, he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I was a hot mess. Um, and I did eventually tell my mom. Uh-huh. And I said, she and she asked me, why didn't you come to me sooner? Really? Like, because I, 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 I don't, don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> and I, you get into the, it's, it's the oh, strong people. Dang. That's why they say check on your strong, strong friends. friends. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't want to burden. You, you're you the one, you're the go-to for everybody else. And so it's like, who's there for yeah. me? Um, so I did, you know, talk with my mom and I prayed with my I had to explain to my children. What was going on with what you? What was going on? Because they were looking at me like, what was wrong with this lady? <laughs> she crying all the time. She, I didn't want to get up on the weekends. I didn't uh, that's do that's depression. Yep. Yep. They have you stuck in the bed in the mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. Didn't want, you know, mommy, can we do? No, I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I recognized that this was not normal and I didn't want to be stuck anymore because I that's I felt stuck. Yeah. And in talking with my therapist and we were checking in like every week and she was giving me homework, mm-hmm. self-work mm-hmm. to do. Even the time that um, she did take a break, she gave me an assignment mm-hmm. and she said, when, I, when we come back, I want to see. I want to see how far you got. Mm-hmm. So you had to unpack mm-hmm. all your bags, all of them, all of them. And so I can say my sister's name. I might say it and get teary eyed, <laughs> but I can say Paula's name. Um, 
you know, I, I no longer think that they are where I saw them last. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have my, my, my thumbprints. Now, this has been around my neck for seven years. So one is my sister's thumbprint. Really? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, wow. How did, where'd you get that? The funeral home. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Yeah, the other one is my grandmother. Really? Yeah. Oh. So before, I guess they do were they at the, the same body? funeral home or no? One was in Texas, another one was uh, Rob Palm. Oh, that's that's and really I asked nice. them. Um, did you did they have anything like that or how did they? So I didn't know the funeral homes were doing this. So my sister's been gone now. June will be eight years, mm-hmm. and the funeral home in Texas. Um, her husband, he was like, I'm gonna. It was a surprise. Oh. So she passed away in June, August, my birthday. Uh, my mom gives me this necklace. Oh, God. How much you was crying. Right. <laughs> and I was pregnant. <laughs> Emotions like super, super Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh. All over the place. Yes. I could it's not imagine. But that is the sweet. I've never seen that before. That is yeah. the sweetest thing. And so when my grandmother passed away, it's been three years now. Um, I asked Royal Palm. I was like, because uh, although um, they, had, they had actually made a mistake some years ago with the burial plots and things. Mm-hmm. And so basically my grandmother's funeral was paid for because of their mistake. Oh, wow. But she no longer wanted a casket. She wanted to be cremated. But all of this stuff had been prepaid. So I was like, well, do you all do the necklaces with the thumbprint? Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah. So I got one for myself and for my daughter. But yeah, they they do those now. I did not know that. That's so So I have a piece of them Mm -hmm. with me wherever I go. Now, I've not seen my sister's burial site because mm-hmm. her husband was in the military. So I never went to the grave site. But I don't I don't go back mm-hmm. to those places. Okay. No? No. You know, some some people some do. Some people do. Yeah. No. Yeah, my mom, she, I think that she has stopped going to, well, she said she was going to stop going. I'm not sure if she stopped yet. She was like, because after a while, it begins to wear on you mm-hmm. she's like i don't know how people do it mentally yeah you know it's like i even during I the whole worse. service the whole thing like from beginning to end that whole preparatory mm-hmm. thing and keep going back and yeah. girl i was like i was done so i don't i don't know i don't know that's i don't a, know that's what's a worse, lot though like so where i i avoided grief but then you have people that live in it. Constantly. That live in it, yeah. So I, I, I thought about um, like grieving. So sometimes I think people is, I think is grieve and grief. So maybe like some people get stuck in there because there's something unresolved. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a lot of times when people are really just have that heavy burden of this person passing, they just cannot mm-hmm. move on from mm-hmm. that. A lot of times there's like unresolved issues. issues. Yeah. Something that they didn't, they maybe they're, they're feel guilt on mm-hmm. them, their own self mm-hmm. about something that they didn't, didn't do. But yeah, 
it's just hard losing a loved one. But I know for a fact to be um, absent from the body is to be present Present with with the Lord. Lord. Because I'm telling you, they're not there anymore. My son said yesterday, he was like, sometimes when I think that I'm alive, it, it feels really weird. Like it's it's weird to be alive, and I understand what he's saying. This is our youngest, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he's so deep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know, because we're even this morning said something about Jesus, and I was oh, because they were talking about Jesus being resurrected, and he was like, well, um, Jesus being resurrected. I thought he was a man. I said he was. He was like, no, I'm not talking about a soul. I'm talking about a man. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, he's so extra. <laughs> but yeah, but we're really just a soul living inside mm-hmm. these dirt bodies. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes um, all our indifferences with each other because of our outside format is so yeah. ridiculous because we're we're just a soul oh. in a body. You know Taking what I up, mean? Renting space. Yes. And once you're gone, you're gone. So I really want to just thank you for sitting with me today thank you for for sharing your story about like this onset i mean sometimes y'all it's just it's not a chronic thing for everybody sometimes it's just one of those moments in time where you have to deal with your mind Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with your past and you have to deal with the issues of life that we all come past Mm -hmm. like we're you're you you, we're here and life is life (laughs) Life is life. That's what I have to say life to myself. It's, it's life. Life is just life. Things happen. Good things happen. Bad, bad things happen. happen. Like, but you have to keep showing up. That's what I posted today. You got to keep showing up. You do. You do. I was showing up. Yeah, but physically, <laughs> physically. But, but even even with that, because yeah. some people, I'm telling you, some people die in depression. True. That's true. Some people That's die true. in those those places. Some people actually commit suicide. Yeah. You know, they get it gets so dark for them that they can't see their way out. Yeah. So I but, will say my faith, I, because although I was sad, uh-huh. I wasn't hopeless. Good. So I think people that actually die and they lose all hope. Uh-huh. I just was, I was stuck. Yeah. And I didn't know. But just like Jesus, you, we, I think we have to experience those, those pieces yeah. of life yeah. so that we can help somebody else because yeah. we do have faith. We do have the power of the Holy spirit that we're able to overcome those yeah. things. That's why he says that we're more than conquerors because right. we have given, he's given us his very spirit that we can overcome mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And even though we're in a valley, yeah. you know, it's the valley of the shadow of, of death. death. Like we don't experience death, but that shadow, it's you know, if you know, shadow of it well you like wait a minute well, not right now not me no I ain't ready no get me from under this shadow <laughs> so but um what I was going to explain to you you were asking me about the show because I don't know y'all I haven't got really good about really prepping my guests for my show I'm just like do you have a mental health issue come on be out of my show like, okay. <laughs> like okay and what we doing <laughs> but um being that God has dealt with me the way that he has with my mind um, I'm also going to accompany this with events that are, I don't, I haven't really got the verbiage for what the events are, but they're called something different. Okay. And they're going to be wholesome. They're going to be fun, okay. but they're going to be, 
um, I don't know, just good, good matters time. of the heart and the mind. Yeah, like but, and but but some good times, like some. I don't know, just some good times. I haven't figured out exactly what, but there are going to be good times where people can come and congregate and that we can um, use the funds to support the research Mm -hmm. for um, and then helping people. Because I have a friend um, from Palaka. His name is Mike Boyette. I'm going to have him on the show as well. He's bipolar and he has written a book. And with his proceeds from his book, he's been able to get two people into... um, therapy so yeah so i want to be able to do things like that but uh, uh, also another branch of it is set the captives free Mm. which will be deliverance services okay because we do believe in the delivering power of the lord jesus christ and so i'm going to dedicate some time to actually have those that operate in deliverance to come in and i do believe god will do a thing in that way but i i I just believe god works in all kind of ways and so i just want to be able to create platforms where people can receive the healing Mm -hmm. that they need Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's just something somebody says that can deliver you When you, when you actually see somebody that looks like you or their story sounds like you and you're like Hey, well, she made it through it. Like, I could do it too. Yeah. I could do it too. So, thank you again, Alexis, for being here. And I want you guys to um, continue to listen into our podcast. This is Sit With Me with Tori Christina. Thank you for listening. <laughs>